We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. B. Mitchell Finley, 106.7 The Fan. Uh, my guy Ben Standing from The Athletic DC, BCC Baron forever, uh, about to join us. I wanted to read this. This is from Tim Younger, Derek Carr's agent. Says Derek's tenure with the Raiders effectively is finished. Relationships do end, but as is the case here, a treasure of memories and friendships remain, along with a very special bond with his fans. These won't end. It's wild. This joint is over. To help us break that down and the search for a new offense coordinator is our guy Ben Standing on the BetQL guest line. Sports betting has come to Maryland. Don't place that first bet without checking with BetQL. You can get Free access to BetQL by downloading the, the BetQL app or visiting BetQL.com. Benny Boy, what's going on, man? How you doing, bud? Hey, I'm doing all right. I, I hadn't seen that uh, that Derek Carr news from his agent. So, yeah, I figured it was ending, but that kind of uh, makes it clear. It's over. Um, I mean, let's start there because that's certainly the, the biggest breaking news of the day. What do you think about the commanders making a run at Derek Carr? Yeah, I mean, you know, look, I, I, you know, being busy with the team we have, it's not like I've watched all the Raiders games. Clearly, they were disappointing this year. I know it wasn't just about the quarterback. So I guess I would be wondering, you know, to what degree did Derek Carr fade off? I know there's been some sense that he didn't have his, his best year. The numbers were down, yeah. We lose Ben? Sounds like it. I'm going to throw him on hold, Landfill. Maybe just make sure he's uh, he's there. Um, that was, uh, you know, I feel like things were moving. Like we were, we were watching a movie and there's about to be a sex scene and it just, the cable cut, cut out. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it had people in the room. All right. Let's see if we can get Ben back on the line. Um, if you just are looking at the numbers and, and I don't think you only want to look at numbers, especially when there's a coaching change, Derek Carr this year, 15 starts, the team was six and nine. Completed 60.8% of his passes. B, the the two, listen to this. Listen to this drop-off. The previous four seasons for Derek Carr, mm-hmm. 68.9%, 70.4%, 67.3%, 68.4%. That dropped all the way to 608 That's See, a big drop. When it drops to 608 it's more than Derek Carr. I mean, I look at the fact that his his tight end was hurt for some time. Yeah, but they did get Devontae Adams. Yeah, they did get Devontae Adams, but that's one player. But, if, but it comes down to blocking. And I think when we look at we look at the um, the the the, the pr- player we look at the the percentages that comes down to pressure as well. Totally. It's not just the quarterback. Uh, we got Ben back now. Ben Standing from the Athletic joins us. Uh, Standing, we were talking about what you think of Derek Carr and the Commanders maybe making a run at him. Yeah, I was just uh, going to say that he'll be on the surface. I would say better and maybe significantly better 
than the options that will be available to teams in free agency. So the, the question will be, you know, how much do you want to spend, both in terms of salary and picks to, to make this happen? Obviously, Washington just went down this route last year with Carson Wentz. It didn't work out, you know, needless to say. Uh, I, I wouldn't let that preclude me from making that deal, but I think from Washington's perspective, this is where they're going to have to look at the whole thing. Do you want Derek Carr, even if it means, say, losing a Deron Payne and maybe not being able to spend as much money somewhere else? Or do you say, you know what, we don't want to go that right. We're going to go relatively cheap at quarterback, build up the rest of it. Um, I think Carr is interesting, but I would need to know more. You know, I heard Beamich saying, you know, was it the blocking? Um, Darren Waller was out for a while. Hunter Renfro was out for a while. Their defense was a mess. So how much of it was on Derek Carr versus not? And I think that's what the homework would would, would have to uh, let me know before I would really pursue that. I mean, if, if they hadn't given up two two picks last last year uh, and then completely barting, um, what's it called, Fitzpatrick the year before, I'd be willing to go trade for somebody. But I think the trade thing is what I'm shying away from. I don't have a problem with going to sign somebody. If Derek Carr is free and you can go sign him, go sign him. But what? signing him and giving up picks – that's a little weird to me. Well, and Sandy, you're wired in around the league. Do you think they work out a trade, or do you think he hits free agency? I mean, because here's what I know. The Raiders aren't going to have him on their roster come March 15th when the new league year opens. Like, I mean, they stand to save a ton of money on the cap by really, by moving on here one way or another. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they – I mean, yeah, so, so Wentz is gone. I don't know what they're going to do, if they're going to want to make a trade or not. We obviously didn't get a lot of information out of them the other day at the <laughs> at the press conference. Um, you know, I, I, I think – so here's the thing, right? If we were just talking holistically how would an organization go about things, you maybe would say, look – Let's go. We we've got Sam Howell. He looked pretty interesting. Let's you know, whether it's Taylor Heineke or some other quarterback at that level. What if we go that route? See what maybe we have at Howell at some point. Build up, keep the Ron Payne, at, you know, upgrade the offensive line, and go from there. The problem is Ron Rivera is going to his fourth year. He's yet to have a winning record. Can he really take a slow path? Like can he take a building path? I don't I don't know if that's conceivable, right? So he's kind of probably want to get somebody in here that can get going. I don't think you could just say, well, we'll go with Sam Howell and hope. I, I think that would be for him specifically. I think that would be a bit of a risk. And I don't know, you know, clearly, even if the owner was not distracted with his own situation, his advice has not been great over the years. So I don't know that I, to me, it seems like they would go the veteran route one way or the other, but the question will be the uh, getting a car. And by the way, I mean, I think the other component here is money to spend, forget salary cap. I don't know. I was curious about their budget. That both Rivera and Martin Mayhew mentioned the word budget the other day in that press conference. I've never heard that term before here, meaning how much money they actually have to spend. Because I do think there's obviously a lot of questions, both mm-hmm. in terms of Dan Snyder's cash flow in general, having bought out all his partners, things like that. And what does he want to do now with the team potentially being sold? Does he want to add more money to the books? What does that do for potential buyers, whatever? So. I think that's something to consider with this as well. I think when you talk about potential quarterbacks, uh, they had a press conference the other day, and they stressed that they want to run the ball two times more than they run, didn't they pass it. You think quarterbacks that like throwing the football are thinking about, oh, I'll, I'll go there. I'll be willing to trade to go there. Or you think they're going to shy away from coming here? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that is a bit overstated to an extent. I mean, you right, you would think if, you, if you're going to trade for Derek Carr, you're not going to just be – 
purely you know run run to heavy. I think the the two to one statement was overstated from what I was told. They really just meant that in the last game they ran the ball more than they had in some other games, and that that was their sort of general formula. Of course, when you're leading, right, you're going to run the more. You at least have the opportunity to run more, and they were leading in that game uh, throughout. But I do think, to your point, though, if they truly – it's like all in, we really want to be a true run-heavy team, well, then you shouldn't necessarily have to go out and spend a ton of money for a a quarterback. Find somebody – I'm not saying this is easy, but find somebody who has a a big arm that can make the play-action throws. I mean, we saw a little bit of that with Hal the other day. And – Go in that direction. If, if he's more, if it's going to be more of a complimentary piece than the leading piece, then you know you don't have to go out and spend all that money, both in terms of cash, the salary cap, as well as picks. But look, I mean, there's only 32 of these jobs, so if somebody is, you know, it, depending on who we're talking about, but somebody who's going to be available, I don't think they would turn Washington down based on the notion of that they want to run more. I asked both of y'all. Okay, what what do you think will get this team more success quicker? Going out and getting the quarterback that's going to cost forty million or more, but don't you can't really improve the line like talking about, or go get you an offensive line, have a quarterback as you just stated can play action pass and improve the running game since that's what they want to do. Your defense has shown that they have great promise. If you go, which would be the quickest success? Going to what they said or going out here trying to do that, not improving the line, but still going to get a quarterback and spending all that money. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, well, the analogy I always use is a few years ago, I was I did some remodeling in my house, and everybody was telling me, remodel the kitchen. If you remodel the kitchen, that will bump up your value of your house more than anything else you can do. That's how I view the offensive line. The offensive line will make everything else better because, it obviously, it opens holes for running backs. It gives the quarterback time. It doesn't work the other way. You can have a great quarterback, but if you have no line and he has no time to look, then you're devaluing what you're trying to get out of that player anyway. Same thing with the receivers, right? You can't, you know, they certainly have really good receivers, but if the quarterback has no time to find them, then, you know, that's not great. And Brian Robinson, he was really good this year, but it's not like he was running through these, like, gaping holes. He was just taking three, four tacklers at a time. So It wasn't a lot of explosive stuff either. Yeah. Right, right. So, to me, the offensive line is absolutely where I would spend, even if that meant, and I don't mean this with disrespect, but even if that meant I go back with, Heineke and Howell or somebody, like I said, uh, you know, pick your guy, Jacoby Brissett, Andy Dalton, whoever that kind of guy is. That, to me, to your point, would be that would be the quicker way because the line will make it easier for everybody else. All right. So, listen, I, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of anything here, but it seems like I, I, I would say at least a 50% chance that this is kind of a lame duck year for the entire organization, right, as they go through a a ownership transition? Like, I mean, does 50% seem like a fair like, – I think there's at least a 50% chance that that happens. Mm-hmm. Does that seem fair, if not even That's conservative? Fair. Benny, does that sound about right? For an ownership change? Yeah. Um, but yeah, not, I, I not think... just an ownership change, but that this is a lame duck year, that a new owner comes in in June or July and they just kind of run out the yeah. string on this thing, and, and this time next year it's a it's a full reboot. Yeah, I, I think that's probably reasonable. I mean, even if the earliest is like March, you know, when the owners' meetings is, even if a transition happened right there, you, know, you still would already be through free agency, 
the draft will be right there. Like, it would be probably unlikely unless it's like a Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson situation where the guy has a strong feeling. But, yeah, other right. than that, I agree. It's probably just, a in general, we're, we're probably a, there's probably at least a coin flip that this is a reboot next year anyway. It's possible. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I, I am, I am I'm, I'm proposing a theory here. And you tell me to go pound sand if you want. I haven't loved watching a college quarterback like Caleb Williams since Joe Burrow. I mean, Caleb Williams looks like the absolute real deal in such a man in such a variety of ways. Does anybody hate the idea of whether it's Heineke or Bridgewater or Brissett or whoever that may be, but it's Howell and Brissett for talking's sake, mm-hmm. and it's an open competition in camp, and if it goes poorly and you go 3-14, and 14, you might get the one overall pick and take Caleb Williams. Yeah, but this team is just that point where they will not go 3-13. and 13. They're going to go 7-something and something or 8-something. And, and They're going to be right in the middle, and Caleb Williams is going to be going to somebody that's playing against them. I'm just well, saying, also, like, I, I don't mind the bottoming out for next year. But the thing about it, if you go with a Howell or a Heineke, that drive inside of them is a little bit too much for them to be sitting around just BSing. And their defense is so good. We saw Justin it. Fields was electric. The Bears yeah. got the number one overall pick. Now, the defense might be too good to bottom they out. They got the number one overall pick because somebody else basically screwed them. Okay, but they were going to have the second overall pick. Still, but I don't think this team is going to get there. Well, also, I would just say that the Bears made moves to help that out, right? They traded away. Yeah, they got rid of people. They traded Robert Quinn. But also, the, the, the answer to your question, who would be upset by this, unless he's getting an extension, the, the person would be Ron Rivera. Sure. Because if they go 3-13 and 13 or 3-14, and 14, I don't disagree with you, but he's definitely getting fired at that point, unless the new owner comes in and buys whatever they're selling about why they shouldn't do it. But, you know what I mean? Like, that would be the issue. This is where not having a separate general manager is an issue or and or just an ownership, even if Dan Snyder wasn't selling, an ownership that – you know, had a had a vision and wasn't just sort of reactionary as it feels like they've been throughout his tenure. So that I I, I with you, JP. I, I I can't stand being in the middle. You know, I cover or pay attention to the Wizards. Uh, that's what's been their whole mo for years. It's insane in some of these cases, but yeah, that's the problem. Unless you give Ron Rivera an extension, I just don't know how that's going to happen. Even if you plan on going to get Caleb, Caleb Williams, you need to have an offensive line in place when you get him here. <laughs> so you, you're going to have to improve your offensive line next year, which means that that running game gets a little better and the play and pass gets better. So I don't think you can end up getting that, that bad of a record at that point. Well, um, Benny, but before we let you run, dude, the, the reason I wanted you on today, and then this Derek Carr thing kind of explodes, but I wanted to talk about the story you wrote, 13 potential uh, OC names. If you can, just run us through the 13 from what's realistic to what probably ain't happening. Yeah, I, I just try to break it down into different categories. This is more just looking at the field and seeing who might make sense, or maybe if they if they go completely outside the box. You know, if you're talking Ron Rivera, you got to talk former Carolina coaches, right? Mike Shula was the offensive coordinator for that Super Bowl team that Ron had. He's currently an assistant up with Buffalo, so I, I think that and would a be total something like that's fake assistant, like assistant head coach, offensive. I like my offensive right. viewer or something. Right, 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 right. I mean, I think a lot of when, coordinators are going to potentially shy away from this if they have options because they don't know how long Ron will be here. Based on Shula's title, I don't know that that would be a hindrance there. So that was one example. 
on that front. Um, obviously, you know, Ken Zampezi would be the internal choice. He's been a coordinator in the past, but that didn't work out too well. So to me, that doesn't seem the best option, but obviously he would be considered. Um, and, and then, you know, you have the, you know a, a bunch of other names. I, I think one name's interesting. I'm curious what, what, what Brian thinks is, uh, is Eric Bieniemy. Now, it makes no sense on the surface. Mm-hmm. Like, why this guy's been trying to get a head coach. Why would you take a lateral job and go away from Mahomes and Andy Reid? But I think part of the issue with Bieniemy, I'm sure there are other factors as well as to why he hasn't gotten a head coaching job. But I think one of them has got to be he's not a play caller because Andy Reid is. He would have that here. Andy Reid and Ron Rivera are obviously very tight. Rivera seems to revere whatever Andy Reid says. I don't know. It seems like it could make some sense. Again, Bianami might have better options than this. But, like, so I think that's another name. And then, you know, there's guys like uh, Pat Shermer, Mike McCoy, who've been coordinators before. And I kind of think Rivera's not going to go to somebody with training wheels. He wants somebody who's done this before because he's going to need a quick jump start to get things going. Yeah, I think, and the thing about it, I had a conversation with Andy, a personal conversation. He told me, he said, man, they say he, uh, Eric doesn't call plays, and Eric calls plays. So, I mean, that's the whole thing. And I listen to everybody that calls the games. The first thing they say when a play happens, they immediately go to Andy Reid. I even believe there's a lot of people that, you know, I listen to media a lot. And they purposely do that because that keeps him from getting the damn job. But if the head coach is saying the man calls plays, I have to believe he's calling plays. But the whole thing, I, if I'm Eric Bieniemy, I will stay right there in Kansas City and be an offensive coordinator till the cows come home before I come here and be an offensive coordinator. It's too much going on there. He comes here and he has a bad season, then guess what he does? He goes off the face of the earth. Because that what will happen is they'll immediately say it was all Andy, nothing to him, and all the other stuff that whatever possibly out there will hold him back. He'll never get a head coaching job. I, I sure. wouldn't leave unless it was for a head coaching job. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, I, it, it, you know, obviously it just depends on to what level of d- degree, what feedback he's gotten from teams as to what the, uh, you know, why he hasn't gotten a job yet. Um, but again, I understand it goes way beyond just uh, what we're talking about here. But um, yeah, I, look, I, th- th- that, that doesn't make ton of sense. But if we're going to go sort of, you know, let's get crazy, that, that, that's the one for me that, that, that kind of goes there. Uh, Benny, tell everybody where to find your work and Twitter and cat pictures on Instagram, all of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the, the athletic uh, at Ben Standing on Twitter, and uh, yeah, always. Uh, you know, one day my goal is to you can find me on the Wikipedia page for famous uh, BCC alumni like JP. But you know, we're not there yet. It's a low bar, dude. It's a low bar. Um, Benny, thank you for the time, bud. Hi, Ben. It's weird. I see you every day during football season, and now I won't see you for like two months. Uh, it's very. In other words, he's saying he misses life. you, Ben. Maybe I. Miss he just you. didn't want to say it. Maybe you know what, Ben? I miss you. He already. came in this morning and said, "Ben, I miss Ben." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for the I, time, I, I believe it. See you guys. That's our guy, Ben Standing. Mm-hmm. Give him a follow at Ben Standing. Check out his podcast, Standing Room Only. Um, I'm prepared to do something. There is a 10 percent chance. Something wrong about all uh, right. I I'm prepared to open the phone lines. There's a 10 percent chance somebody calls in, but I don't think it's happening. So. 800-636-1067. 800-636-1067. Do you want Derek Carr or are you burned by the veteran quarterback brigade? Don't go anywhere. It's be Mitch Finley. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.